importance of faith, hope, and love. And that is which gives us the ability to stand through everything, anything that life may throw at you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today we are dealing with the thirst for faith. We're going to go through each element. Amen. We are reading out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12 and 13 out of the Amplified. And it reads as such in your hearing. For now, we are looking into a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality as in a riddle or an enigma. But then, when the perfection, when the total change comes, the new heaven and the new earth, when we are changed comes, we shall see in reality. We shall see face to face. We'll even see Jesus face to face. Hallelujah. Now I know in part, imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. Hallelujah. So faith, hope, love abides. Faith, the conviction and belief, the respecting of God's man's relationship to God and divine things. Hope, a joyful, confident expectation of eternal salvation and also the promises of God. Love through a true affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us. These three, these three will remain, but the greatest of these is love. Hallelujah. Father, even now, move Tracy out of the way and you speak. You minister. Make clear that which you want to say. Lord, even now, fall fresh on us. Fall fresh on us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. My question this morning is, what are you thirsting for in your faith? Or what type of faith do you have? The, 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 the truth of the matter is, whether you have correct faith or incorrect faith, you are using faith. Everybody has faith. Even if you don't believe in God, you have put your faith in something. You, you have put your faith in somebody. I mean, they can't fulfill you, but God created us that we are creatures of faith. That's why you will find people in, in, in jungles and people all over the world, they, they believe in something. Why? Because within us is the innate, the innate need to have faith, to, to, to look beyond ourselves, to have an expectation, to believe on and rely on something or somebody. 
Hallelujah. The, the, the problem is that our faith isn't correct faith. <laughs> it's a thirst within us that, that makes us have an element of faith. Faith is, I know it's the, 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 the evidence of things unseen, the convince the substance of things hoped for, but it's really me to trust in a God you can't see. To, 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 to know that he is real, to, to have a relationship with him, and you have put your, 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 your faith, your, your dependency, even your worship on him. Hallelujah. Faith keeps you when nothing else can. Faith will give you a hope and expectation when, when everything else has fallen apart. I hope you know that our God is a God not just of the mountaintop, but he's a God of the valley low. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not about circumstances. It's that he is real. His word is real. His character is real. So, so though things may change around us, our faith makes us hold on when we don't know about tomorrow, but we know who holds tomorrow. The same God that can bless you is the same God that will keep you in the valley low. Is there anybody in the house know what I'm talking about? That, that when everything came against you and you didn't think you was going to make it, God kept you. God made a way for you. You didn't lose your mind because our God is the God of the valley low. If our faith is based on circumstance, then it's not based on relationship. Above everything else, God created us to have relationship with him. Listen to Romans. Romans chapter 1. It says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodly and righteous men who, listen, suppress the truth. He's taking us back to the beginning when earth started being uh, uh, began to grow. And, and he said, they all once knew the truth. Matter of fact, he says here that it's innate within all human beings to know that there is a God. The problem is they suppress the truth. They don't want to be accountable to him. They don't, they don't, they don't want to know him. They don't, they don't want to acknowledge him. They, they, God is trying to come out of them because he made us with, with something that tells us that he is God. But we so push it down. <laughs> Next verse. It says, because what may be known of God is manifest in, listen, not to them, in them. You know what he's saying here? There's no excuse not to have faith in God. He said, if you search for him, he will manifest himself to you. If you get real to him, God will show up in your life. 
He said, no one stands innocent out of ignorance. Because when, when you really want to know him, oh, no, don't get me wrong now. There's a lot of people say they're seeking, but they're not really seeking. Because if you really get real, God will show up in your personal life and show you in a way that he is God and that he loves you. Oh, I, I, I don't, you don't get me started. For God has shown it. He said, God has shown it past his to them. No excuse. God is not going to judge folks on what they don't know. He's going to judge them on what they could have known and refused to know. Hallelujah. Jesus is being manifest to everyone, everywhere. And the reason why they don't know is because they don't want to know. Hallelujah. Let's go on. For since the creation of this world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. He made us for relationship and worship with him. Things haven't changed. God's purpose and his intent is still found in Genesis chapter 2 that here he has Adam and Eve in a place that is paired for them called pleasure. And he came down in the cool of the day and, and he shared his self with them. He, he, he related to them. They were spirit beings that had a soul that was in a body. Matter of fact, in Genesis chapter 1, when, when it, when after, after he made man, he said and it was very good. Listen, he called everybody else good. But when he made man, he said, I see myself. I made them after myself. They're in my image so that I can share myself. God is still trying to share himself with you and me. The real thirst that mankind has is really a thirst for God. But unless you find God through faith, you're going to thirst for everything else. We blame God for people acting crazy. Well, we ought to blame ourselves because we refuse to go to God. It's not that he hasn't manifest himself. It's just that when we refuse what God is trying to give, Satan comes to fill that void. And you got folks now listening to Satan instead of listening to God. And then we look at the world and say, where is God? Right here? Right here? But if we don't let him in, he won't force himself in. The world in this chaotic, messed up state is our fault. 
It's man's fault. It's mankind's fault. Because most of mankind, and even more and more, we are going our own way. And that way is curse and it's destruction. Hate to say this, but I got to say it. Even in the church, we substitute religion for relationship. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said that God's trying to take us back to the beginning. And in the beginning, what you see in Genesis chapter 3 is that after they sin, God comes down in, in the garden. But, and, and the intent is he came down every day. The intent is he came and spent time with his children and they ran to him. The intent is he was showing them why they was created to fellowship with him. And it was God and his children. Can, can, can you imagine that? Listen, listen, listen. They, they, were, they were in fellowship with him. He was teaching them. He was filling them. He was satisfying them. See, the fall, the greatest thing we lost was the manifest presence of God. Our spirit died. But, 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 but when you get into it, the manifest presence which we need died. Let me, let me say this because some folks won't like me after this, but I don't care. When there is a unsatisfaction in your soul. Quit blaming it on other folks. Ultimately, even as Christians, we, even though we may be saved, I, I, I now believe through my, through my studying, what we are missing is we're not seeking the, the manifestation of his arcana glory in our lives. We have substituted church fellowship, religion for God. Maybe God allowed the church to shut down because he got tired of us having a social club without him in it. He's the main thing of everything. He's the main thing. It is a, it is a manifestation of his glory that satisfies us. That places everything. It places. It puts us in order. It's him. I mean, I don't care what's going on. When God visits you, when God shows up in you, when the presence of God falls on you, everything else it doesn't matter. There's a satisfaction in your soul, and you know that it's God. And there is a peace. There's a joy. There's a, 
We had to be born again because after Adam and Eve started having children after the fall, they no longer had the spirit of God. Can, can, can I share it with you? Can I share it with you? Be careful, because the closer you get to God, the farther away you get from other folks. There is a division. There's a spiritual division. King and Abel, they, they probably are twins. Because they always say that Eve bore once. Don't say twice, it says once. So many theologians believe that they're twins. Now, here King is, he knew what to do, but refused to do it. I think God said, bring me a, a, a blood sacrifice. He wanted to bring the work of his hands. Abel brought what God gave him. And, and the Bible said that Cain got jealous at whatever Adam got. Now, I don't think God, that, that Adam, that, that Abel got something as, again, I think he walked away with favor. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. When God favors you, hallelujah, it shows up in you. There's joy in you. There's point, there's peace in you. Oh, somebody said, prove it. Let me prove it. Let me prove it. Psalms 51 David said, after he returns back to God, after a year being away from God, he said, Lord, give me back the joy, the joy, the joy of my salvation. John chapter 14, Jesus said, I say these words that my joy may fill you. My joy, not the joy of the world, not the peace of the world, but my joy. Don't tell me God can step into the havoc situation of your life and manifest his icon of glory without changing your situation. And you got peace, you got joy, you got a satisfaction. And people will wonder what's wrong with you. You know what's wrong with me? I got Jesus. I get in his presence. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back to John chapter 4, the woman at the well. We, we tapped on that last week. Let's, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. Here she is in dialogue with Jesus. And Jesus bears to her a Samaritan. She's not even Jewish, but he knows she's thirsty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shut your mouth. He's waiting for us to get thirsty enough that we don't want nobody but him. He, he's ready. He said, he says in Jeremiah, he said, will you seek for me with all? He said, wait, wait a minute. 
I'm God. You don't date me. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm God. You ain't gonna pimp me. Wait a minute, I'm God. You ain't gonna throw a little something my way and think I'm gonna respond to you. Hold on, I'm God. You really want something else. Matter of fact, you really don't want me. You want what's in my hand. Until we get real with ourselves. Until we get real with ourselves. We can't get real with God. For most of us, oh, this is an awesome job talking about affliction was good for me. Many of us won't let God afflict us. We won't stay there. We jump out and find our own way. We're rebuking God. We're rebuking God as though it's the devil doing it and it's God doing it. That's when you say, Lord, I need you more than anything else. Lord, I'm thirsty for you, your goodness, your love and kindness. Lord, whatever you got to do in me, though I don't like it, I trust myself in your, I, I trust you enough. Even with my lack of understanding, I trust you. Lord, I've come to the place that, that even if I don't know the outcome, as long as the outcome is in your hands, no matter. Lord, I don't got no other place to go but you. Somebody said, you got options. Do you? Do you? Really? Go help me. I have tried the options and they're not real. You're heaping up trouble. The only option you got is God and saying yes to him. Yes, Lord, because I want to be blessed. I want to be satisfied. I want to be filled. He says, he said, I pat of at the God as the deer patteth after the rod of brook. He listen, listen, listen. In Psalms 22, in verse 2 says, For the living God, not religion, not, 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 not church fellowship. David said, There's one thing I want. Psalms 22, there's one thing I desire. There's one thing I'm after. Here he is in a desert place. And he, and he could have said, I want to get out this desert. I don't want King Saul. He said, no. He said, he said I want to see the beauty of the Lord. Yeah. I want to come into his presence again. It's him. Moses on, on top of the mountain leading to like two million people. He could have said, send me more leaders. Send me. You know what he said? Lord, I need to see your glory. 
is your most desperate need? What is your thirst? If you had to write it down on the paper, would God be the number one? God help me. Sometimes it takes losing the joy of the Lord to know how precious his presence is. You know, sometimes you don't know how good something is till, till you lose it. <laughs> I hate to say this, I'm going to say it. There's a lot of things that, that once the door shuts, it's not going to open again. That, that there is a time on everything. <laughs> There, there's some blessings that can't be retrieved. There, 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 there's some opportunity, the door is shut. There, there's some things that has closed because when you had it, you didn't count it as precious. Do you think God playing a game with us? He's offering himself his life. And we're playing. I don't know why he loves us so much. I'm just glad that he does. I'm just so glad that he does. Where I want to go. Let's deal with this worship there. He says, what's this? Why am I talking to this one? He says, there's going to come a time when he, people will worship him in spirit and in truth. And I've heard a lot, of, a lot of interpretations of this. But, but when, you, when you put scripture together, that we are born again of his spirit and our spirit. So if God is spirit, then the only thing that can truly worship him is a born again spirit. Which tells me then, unless you know Jesus, you don't worship. You can't. Because you have to worship him, not out of emotions, not out of intellect, but worship comes from your spirit, man. Hold on now. Then he says, then he defines it and says, and it's from your spirit based on truth. Which means you can't just believe anything. God, God, God not accepting your wisdom. It's his way or no way. So now, now check me out. So now anybody can praise, but only Christians can worship. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't clap so quickly. Many of us praise God, but we don't work in to get into worship. Because worship you just can't enter into worship. God has to get rid of the layers of our mess because, because, because we messy. We're not like a banana, one layer, 
we're an onion, there's layers. Hallelujah. Can, can, can I say something? Most shouting is in the church is emotionalism. How I know? It's like, ah! I'm so burning. Hold on. That's, you're not shouting over him. You shouting over the weight of your burden. You shall know where that bill got paid. Is God not bigger than paying the bill? Isaiah had a real worship experience. Isaiah chapter 6, he saw the Lord high and lifted up his paradigm shift. He saw something that he never saw before. His vision of God, his vision of really Christ because John chapter 12 said Isaiah saw Christ sitting on the throne, the pre-incarnated Christ and he said I saw him high and lifted up. Hallelujah. Once you get into worship it changes your perspective. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. I can tell when somebody has worship. You know how I know? They got the most presence. They're full of love. They're full of joy. Folks come to church then after church, want to fight in the parking lot. They haven't been with God. Rolling their eyes in the vestibule. They haven't worshipped. There's a disconnect. Because we have somehow forgotten the Shekinah glory of God. The Old Testament is God's Shekinah glory in the in the nation of Israel when, when they was even walking with God they, they built a, every tribe built a, a, a rectangle around the tent the presence of God listen it was Ichabod when God present love it was always about his presence his presence the new heaven and new earth is that God now comes and dwells among us the Shekinah the Shekinah glory of God is where it's supposed to be in the midst of us. If that is true, then isn't God still working on being manifest in us, for us, through us, that you come acquaintly aware of his presence? He says in John 14, I come to manifest myself. I will Peter says in Acts chapter 3, he says, and, and after you repent, you have times of refreshing. You know what we stand in need of? Refreshing. The refreshing that he's talking about there is like a wind blowing a glass of cold water out of the desert. And he's saying, he will give you times 
of refreshings that as you walk this Christian life, you will see and feel the manifestation of the Lord in your personal life. Where have we lost this blessing that we desperately need? The crowd is around Jesus in Mark chapter 10, verse 46. The Bible says a great crowd. There is always going to be a crowd. But the crowd is not always looking for who he is. Barmaeus, bar means son, which means the son of Timaeus. So he, he's Barmaeus. He is, he is, he hear that Jesus, and he start crying out. He knows he's in need. Be honest with you, everybody in the crowd is in need. They just don't know it. He's blind, and they say there's another blind man with him, and it probably was other blind men, because in those countries, blind folks hang together because over there, that's where you get people give you alms, a gift. But all we know is these two yells out. Listen, he's yelling, and the crowd tell him to shut up. They don't want you to disturb their equilibrium. If they are a casual Christian, they want you to be a casual Christian. If they're cool on Jesus, they want you to be cool on Jesus. You can't want him among everybody because most people don't want him like that. You know what this said? They tell him to shut up. Here he is blind. He said, he started yelling even louder. Hallelujah. He said, I don't know about y'all. I need him. You may not need him, but I need him. And the Bible said he ignored the people, stood there by his faith, and started, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. On me. Is there anybody that would join me? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Hallelujah. The Bible says Jesus stops. When he hears somebody calling him with all of his heart, you get his attention. Until he knows he got all of your heart, you ain't going to keep on walking. But when you get real with the living God, he'll get real with you. He stopped and said, tell him to come to me. Let him come. This is faith. He had a jacket that identified he was blind. Now, he hasn't even gotten to Jesus yet. But you know what he did? He I don't need that no more. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! He stopped for me. He called 
of me. I know that he's going to meet my need. So he hasn't even said anything to me. But I know. I know. Because I know my God loves me. I know my God is for me. I know my God is going to make a way out of nowhere. He threw it off and he came. Do you know before anything happens? Can you trust God before you see anything or hear anything? Can you stand on his word and nothing has changed? And you're going to give him praise anyway? You know what? When he threw it off, you know what that was? That was worship. That was worship. His spirit let him know it's already done. God operates in the spirit realm before it's manifest in the physical realm. So if your spirit says it's done, touch and agree with thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Praise him before you see anything. Praise him before you hear anything. If you've got a yes in your spirit, start praising him. If God has told you in your spirit to start saying hallelujah, if the word says it's yours, say it's mine. Scripture says this. He said, the father desires. God has no need of anything. He is satisfied within himself. He is complete in himself. There's nothing that he needs. But because he made us, he has a desire to bless us. But he knows unless you worship by faith, unless you come to him by faith, unless you believe him by faith, he can't bless you the way he want to bless you because you don't believe that he's going to bless you. Do you believe he's going to bless you? Are you going to let go of everything else and come to the one that can bless you? He made you. He knows you. He understands you. So let him, by your faith, bless you. God wants and desire to bless you. But unless you worship, unless you praise him until worship comes, and you start saying, I love you, I worship you, only you, Lord, do I desire. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. He's calling you. He's calling us to the next level of worship in Him. Yes, trouble's gonna come. Devil's gonna throw everything at you. But God has not moved, He has not changed. 
a thirst for faith in him. If you don't love the Lord Jesus Christ, is that Lord, I need you. Lord, I thirst for you. Lord, forgive me for my sins. And I believe that you died for me and you rose for me simply because you love me. There's really nothing I can offer to you but my faith. So today, Lord, I trust you. Help me with my unbelief. Help me with my unbelief. Hallelujah. 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 There's a number that you can call. The 45131. Somebody will get back with you. Justin, young him man right here. If someone in the house don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, or you need someone to touch and agree with you in prayer, seek him out. See him. Father, even now, thank you, Lord, for knowing that we need you. And you won't leave us alone until we seek you. Lord, it's you. Lord, it's you. It has always been you. Help us, Lord, to see you higher, to see you that you made us for you. And you're the only one that can feel the God-shaped void in us. But Lord, touch. You know what we need. You know where we're at. So meet us where we are and take us where you want us to be. Let there be an overflow, an overflow, till we find ourselves in the manifestation of your Shekinah glory. Even now, Lord, send us times of refreshing that when we're down in love, that you will visit us and you will manifest yourself to us. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Bless you. See you next week. Praying for you. Let's worship.
Just how good you've been to 